0: hello and welcome to the particular Baptist podcast. My name is Daniel Vincent here with my co-host Sean Cheatham and with others. other <laughs> brothers from um, conference today we are coming at you from a different venue. Um, this is from the 2020 Keech Conference in Louisa, Virginia at Christ Reformed Baptist Church is where Pastor Jeff Riddle uh, pastors. Um, and the theme today was sanctification. We talked about um, chapter what is it, Chapter 13, right? Yep. Chapter 13 yep. of the Second London Baptist Confession of Faith of 1689, um, where we talked about um, what is sanctification, what is that doctrine, and how does that apply to our lives. And there were um, uh, three different speakers. Um, one of them gave a devotional in the morning talking about uh, Romans 6 and how to apply um, sanctification to our lives as it relates to sin not ruling over us. Um, and then the other speakers talked more uh, practical implications of sanctification, what about mortification of sin and um, the gospel, and how that fuels, and the means of grace, and how that fuels sanctification in our lives. So we really just kind of want to go around the table and see, okay, who, uh, you know, what, um, uh, what did you guys benefit from from the conference? Andrew, how did you benefit from the conference? What what are your takeaways from it?
1: Well, uh, one thing that really stuck out to me uh, that we discussed before we uh, went live here, I guess we're not live, but recording, (laughs) Uh, is uh, the distinction between the Armenian and Calvinistic views of sanctification. Because usually, at least I have in the past, basically stopped at justification, like that's the key difference between us, is that Um, Arminians, they believe that their will is involved in their justification and they choose that, but there's like a sense where, oh, well we both think we're involved in our sanctification thing, and while that's true that we're working in our sanctification, even the work we do is only through God throughout the process enabling us to will, to use His means of grace to grow in our sanctification Um, at no point is our will working independently from God for uh, generating its own sanctification. All of our sanctification is just as much from God as our uh, salvation, as our justification, as our turning to Christ to begin with, is just as much the work of God. Uh, and it is, in that sense, monarchistic even before we, we worked through the
0: process.
2: Yeah, that was that was really hammered home by the uh, the first speaker John Miller, who's a pastor at uh, I think it was it's in
0: Carlisle, right? Yeah, it
2: was in Carlisle, oh, is it Grace Baptist Grace
0: Baptist Church I yeah, think in, in Carlisle, Carlisle,
2: Pennsylvania. Yeah. It was really hammered home that uh, sanctification is 100% a work of God I was hammering this home because And at least for me it was very helpful Because I had never really thought about it in those terms before But uh, we do want to be very clear Just as justification is 100% a work of God uh, And yet we are, we are doing things We are believing uh, God doesn't do the believing on our behalf Same with sanctification It is 100% a work of God in us but we are we are still the ones that are doing the acting and that is the appropriate balance that you have to get otherwise you might fall into Uh, Some sort of legalism or antinomianism, uh, where, oh, well, sanctification for antinomianism, oh, sanctification is all God, I don't need to work at it, I can just sit in my chair and relax. Or uh, a legalism where I have to be sanctifying myself and working, and it's apart from God's work, not realizing that it's God working in you.
0: If you remember in our first podcast episode when we critiqued Leighton on Calvinism and evangelism, he that was what we were critiquing it's like well hey if, if God is the one who does everything then what's the point of evangelizing what's the point of doing anything you know we believe that God works in us and we as agents are acting it, it's not an either or as it seems that the Arminian um, yeah, view would really hold to, to it's it. either me or it's God So
2: it cannot be God through us right. which
0: is what it is yep
1: no, we, we uh, much more than them, expect to see uh, sanctification in our lives. Yes, expect right. To see- Mm-hmm. our personal growth, because since we understand it's a unilateral action of God to make us sanctified, just as he made us justified, if he did perform the justification, we have that <laughs> sure guarantee that he will sanctify And if
0: you have us. no decree of God, then what hope do you have of any final sanctification? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, then you have no. those
1: situation in the easy-believers churches, which is consistent with Armenian theology. Right. if you understand rightly that... Uh, salvation is a free gift of God and it's just the faith that saves you but you don't understand that sanctification is something that is um, uh, effectually accomplished by God then there is no guarantee that uh, such a believer will be sanctified and then you are left with this easy belief kind of, kind of system if you but can get in you can get out under <laughs> the uh, Calvinistic system under the biblical system of <laughs> yep. thought because uh, God uh, accomplished one he will accomplish the other there's no possibility that he won't accomplish that. Yes. Amen. Yeah.
2: Another uh, aspect that was brought up during the conference that I really appreciated was um, the distinction between definitive and progressive sanctification because a lot mm. of the times those can get uh, morphed in our minds. It's not... We as Reformed focus a lot on justification, and that's good, that's how you're saved. But... Um, Potentially to the neglect of other doctrines like sanctification. Like, we had a, a conference on this, obviously, but it's not necessarily something you're hearing preached regularly. So I thought the, the making that distinction clear was helpful. And I believe it was Pastor uh, Simon O. Mahaney, um, who's also a pastor at Priest Baptist Church in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, brought up a very good analogy between the two. Um, and it's the analogy of, of a sewer, right? In our unregenerate state, we as uh, as human beings are corrupt. Oh, was it John Miller, actually? Oh, I apologize. It was it was also John Miller. Um, this is why we have a, I have a note-taker. <laughs> 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 um, uh, uh, it's the analogy of a sewer. We in our regenerate state are corrupt and disgusting and vile and wretched, just mm. like a sewer is... Um, yes. It's, it's spewing garbage constantly from it. And definitive sanctification is like changing the water source in that mm-hmm. sewer that now um, it's got a completely new source of water that's clean. Now, there will be remaining sin in us because there's still dirt that's covered the walls um, and that needs to be dealt with and gotten rid of. And that's the progressive sin in the Christians, or not progressive sin, but the
3: uh,
2: remaining sin in the Christian life that hasn't been dealt with. Just because we're regenerate doesn't mean we're perfect, which was another thing that was discussed in the conference. But uh, uh, the, the remaining sanctification that needs to happen still needs to happen, but... Uh, we have, we're coming from a completely different
4: source. I don't know if you guys had any comments about that. Or So, I don't, you know, you talk about the perfectionism thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a highly inconsistent view among many who hold to autonomous free will. You know, you have some who will openly claim you can be perfect, God has commanded you to be perfect. You know, and he's not gonna command you to do anything that he doesn't expect you to actually be able to keep. You know, and so those people say, nope, I'm absolutely perfect, as they point out in the conference. If you say that you have you know, that you don't sin, then the truth isn't in you. You know, on the flip side you get the same people that are rejecting the idea of perfectionism and say, No, we can never be perfect. It takes God, you know, we're yeah, he commanded it of us, but we're not able to do that. But then they're gonna turn around and say Well, you know what? God has said that we need to choose him. Therefore, we have the ability. We must have it. Otherwise, it's an inconsistent command. We have to be able to choose (laughs) God. Otherwise, he wouldn't command such a thing. If you're going to say your autonomous free will is what chooses because God has commanded you to do it then you have to also say you can be 100% perfect as God is perfect. And if you're not going to put the two together, you need to get rid of them. You know, the one way they do tie together, you know, beyond that, is it doesn't negate, our inability doesn't negate God's command. It just really... Latches our 100% total dependence yeah. upon him to act in us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's this assumption that, really, on a human level, that if God has commanded something that I can't keep, then I can't be held liable for it. Now, from a human level, that makes sense. But God, who is perfection itself, he can demand whatever he wants, regardless of the ability of the person to command it, just by his very nature, his unchanging nature. But I think it's a false assumption made by you know those who hold Absolutely. to that view. Um, but you know, typically those who are um, who's a who's the prominent street preacher that's a perfectionist. I can't Jesse oh, Jesse Morrell, Jesse Morrell and You know, they tend to be rabid anti-Calvinists and, and anti-lordship. Really, is close. I would say even to denying the gospel. You know, they, they, they uh, tend. I, say more. I, yeah, I would Jesse Morrell probably so more than, but they they tend to go hand in hand. You know, if those. You know those essential truths about man crumble. Other things tend mm. to go with it. Yeah. But Matt, Robert, anything you want to add? Um, for me,
5: uh, the doctrine of sanctification um, is really important to me because it really it helped my assurance, um, mm. mm-hmm. especially from coming out of a non-denominational church and stuff like that, where I know um, God is working in me and He'll finish it. And it really... It crushes pride. Mm. Um, but I know how holy our Father is. I know how in control of everything is. Where I know, yes, I'm, I'm still battling. And it's a battle we have to continue to battle with. With our remaining sin. But it's a battle that needs to be waged. And God will continue to change us. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's something we need to labor hard at. So, I love this doctrine. And... Um, it just, it praises, it, it glorifies God. It, at the end of the day, it, it glorifies God. So that's, that's kind of my, my thoughts initially
3: on it right now. And uh, kind of going off that too, that uh, having faith that he who began a good work will finish it, probably another one of the more uh, favorite analogies of the night. Um, was it Pastor John that he said, that, was it the grass? The grass one yeah. yeah. Who uh, Pastor Riddle said he's gonna <laughs> be using, it, yeah, stealing steal this it. one for himself. Yeah. It's uh, uh for the embattled saint to take uh, take heart that uh that our sanctification will be completed. And uh, the analogy was that if you look out into your yard and look at the grass, mm-hmm. you don't you don't see the grass growing, and you might not think that it has to be mowed. But yet, lo and behold, a week later, you have to go out and mow your grass. And uh, I thought that was a really apt analogy that uh, really kind of summarizes that well. Yeah, there's, there's
2: definitely been times in my walk that nothing seems to happen. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, well, there's something different. You know, <laughs> how did that happen? And the answer
1: is, yeah. it wasn't for me.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. Paul Washer talks about it too. It's kind of like you know, you start to go up and you go down, you go yeah. up, then you go down, yeah. but there's always a progression upward. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. even if it's not a perfect line. Mm-hmm. You know. now,
4: I think it's interesting that you know we are promised sanctification will happen. It's not wondering. You know, it's it's straight going to happen, and ultimately will culminate in glorification. And I like how they touched on, you know, antinomianism and how mm. some are out there saying the lawlessness. And you guys actually touched on this, I think it was in the... Wasn't it in the podcast, uh, Responding to Layton Flowers? You know, about the ties between obedience to the... Mm. To, you know, oh, God yeah, yeah, yeah. And how that ties, you know, correlates to love. Right. Whereas it's yes. not you just yes. love and therefore, but rather you obey and that is your demonstration of your love. Yes. yeah, you know, and that right there through, you know, we are... Incapable of keeping the law, Mm -hmm. you know, but thankfully we have the one who did keep the law, we are Mm -hmm. in him, Mm -hmm. you know, and through our sanctification as God works in us inwardly, you know, that we go externally, you know, through our works because we love him, and that Mm -hmm. is our demonstration of our, our love in action, and you know, so that got me thinking where you know. Pastor John had mentioned, you know, where he said, No holiness, no heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, and I started thinking about the the common chance that we've been hearing of, you know, no justice, no peace. You know, and and I, I'm just going to just read what I wrote down there. You know, It's what the random thought that just kind of spurred in my mind when he said, No holiness, no heaven. And I said, The world says no justice, no peace. Yet scripture says peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Thus, the more accurate quip would be, No spirit, no peace. More importantly, mm-hmm. no holiness, no heaven. Seek spiritual sanctification in Christ and impact the world through the propagation of the gospel. You know, preach Christ crucified to the world. Let that be your demonstration of love and let that be mm-hmm. your sanctification in action, demonstrating to the world the work that Christ has performed in you and the Spirit continually works in you. And that right there, through that Spirit, the indwelling of the Spirit, that's the only way to know peace. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think another thing that was brought up that was really good too in the last, um, was it Pastor John? In the last, he did the last yeah. session, right? Yeah. He talked about the means of grace. And the importance of that in our sanctification, like being in the house of the Lord, hearing the preaching of the word. You're not going to grow much if you're you know, not participating in the means of grace, the Lord's table, hearing the word of God preach. If, if you're just going to sit at home and think that you know, I'm going to learn the scriptures on my own, you know, you're not going to grow as a Christian. You're just not, or at least not very well. As God has given us these means to grow, and if we neglect them, we should not expect to see um, to see much change in our lives at all.
4: So mm-hmm. Pastor John's quote, what he said in there: "You don't go to church to check off a membership yep. card. You go to church because mm-hmm. it is there that you meet God to grow in sanctification mm-hmm. through the means yep. of grace." Yep,
0: amen. That's yeah. exactly right. I thought that was very, very good because I think that's just something I think that we lose. We 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 don't see the correlation between um, the means of grace and sanctification. I, I think there tends to be this lone ranger Christianity. you can't do that. No, no,
1: no. no. God provides us with the source of our sanctification. To go yep. back on the analogy you brought up, uh, Sean, about uh, how. God's given us a new well to pull out from to clean up the sewage uh, reminds me of what Jesus said in John chapter 7. It says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For this spake he of the Spirit. And that's uh, that's the source he's given us. So we can rejoice that through the Spirit we have all the means necessary through what he's given us, not only by dwelling in us, but also in the church context, mm-hmm. through the sacraments, and through the exposition of the Word. He's given us all the means to uh, overcome sin in our lives, yes. and that's why uh, Paul can say truly that sin has no more dominion over us. Mm-hmm. Even though we still might sin, it has no right or power over us, and God has not given, not left us without the right tools in any circumstance to overcome mm-hmm. that sin. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
5: and I, um, I think it's important too, and it's really cool is that... Um, it's important for us as we mortify sin to go back to praise to God mm-hmm. Because without God, we wouldn't be able to mortify the sin mm. yeah. It's important to know that And it is it is the work of God
0: evidenced, you know So it's, yeah, no, I think it's important to remember like how can this you know the an autonomous free or sinner's position? How can you have any peace in that mindset? You can't. You can't. Wow. you can't. No. You pretend you have. You you
2: have. You have to. You have to be self deceived into thinking. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm you have to be self deceived into thinking God's standard isn't that high, or that you're doing everything right and ignore your actual sin. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not. A and good maybe that's where the perfectionism comes from. Yeah. Perfectionism comes. Gotta from. have
3: a very. Low view of God and a high view of man to even get close to thinking like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah.
1: I suspect those people have a lack of accountability. <laughs> Uh, as it was kind of brought up towards the end of the conference here today mm-hmm. uh, Pastor John was saying that perhaps one of the best tools of sanctification would be your spouse <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah because more than anyone else they can point out their pro- your problems you yeah. have the problems that you won't see they yeah. see it no, I like you know. <laughs> uh, yep. so uh, yeah I do suspect for some of these perfectionist people you think yeah. they don't sin it's probably because they don't have a and I love that, that Spurgeon, that, that <laughs>
0: Spurgeon <laughs> quote from si- Pastor <laughs> Simon was really good too yeah. if I step on someone a is foot he gets angry
1: was like oh, yeah, see, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah it was Paul Washer uh, that I heard once saying like talking to someone I think he was saying he talked to uh, someone who said that he's never sinned and Paul Washer said would not breaking the greatest commandment yep. be the greatest sin? What was the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm-hmm. mind, body, soul, and strength. And he's like, if I talk to that person at that moment, they're really trapped because if they say yes. uh, that they haven't done that, if, you, if they've never done that, then they they are in fact a sinner. Yes. Or if they say that they have done that before, then essentially they blasphemed yes. Yeah, mm. That's yep. a, that's what Jesus was trying to get out of the rich young ruler too. Yeah.
0: Hey, I've kept all these things since my youth. Oh, oh yeah. really? Go and sell all you have. You know, you you've yeah. broken the first commandment. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love God perfectly nor neighbor perfectly. Nope. <laughs> Not even mm. close. Nope. Nope. Yeah.
1: That's a crushing weight of. The wall, and
0: you're only going to find a consistent view of sanctification in Reformed theology, period. Mm-hmm. That, that's, yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys wanted to add? This is a truncated episode today. <laughs> we're, we're, we're sitting at a picnic table under a tent in the backyard of the church.
2: Rip, um, rip it and rip it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just add a little bit of a plug for the conference. Um, the Reformed Baptist Churches of Virginia, which are our churches in Virginia, every year hold the Keach Conference, and that's uh, basically just going through and having uh, the various pastors go through the various paragraphs in a chapter of the Confession and um, expounding upon it. So mm-hmm. this this year was uh, chapter thirteen of sanctification I don't know what chapter 14 is off the top of my head unfortunately I know I know it's (laughs) terrible um, <laughs> Wait,
0: but, you're a particular Baptist, and you don't know that? Yeah, Come on, Sean. Yeah. That's
1: uh, of
2: saving faith. Apparently, <laughs> oh okay. Going to be next year's, uh, so that'll be uh, 2021, uh, scheduled for Friday, Saturday, September 24th through 25th of
0: 2021. And maybe we can make an annual tradition out of an, a special episode yeah. from the conference. Yeah, yeah, seems to work out well. This yeah. year,
2: we wanted to interview the speakers. Unfortunately, they uh, had to uh, take off very quickly, so we didn't get that opportunity. But um, yeah, no. It, uh, if you're in the area, I would I would highly commend it to you. Um, the teach conferences in the past and this one have been very edifying to my soul mm-hmm. and uh, just by way of a reminder next week we will be having our uh, debate so uh, look, look be, forward prepared. To that. Yeah, be prepared we're going to have our gloves ready
0: yeah. <laughs> we out the bring out the, the body first bags. aid kit standing by <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Travis wants to
4: plug our website too Uh-oh. yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. of marketing and action yeah I <laughs> know yeah, the www.theparticularbaptist.net, and we got four contributors on there. You know, the, hopefully it's all encouraging and edifying material on there.
0: All right. Well, thanks guys for joining us today, and yeah. we will see everyone next week. All right. Thanks for having, thanks for having us. us. Thank you.